Welcome to Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow with your host, In Sung Kim. Sponsored by Hope in Mission, LLC. To connect with the show, go to insungkim.org. That's I-N-S-E-O-N-G-K-I-M dot O-R-G. Or listen to InSung on oneplace.com. And now it's time for Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow with your host, InSung Kim. Hello, this is InSung Kim from Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow. And we are, uh, we've been focusing on the life issue uh, for previous program, but today we're going to change the topic and focusing on Chinese politics and government. And today we have a special guest, Nan Su, a senior investigative reporter for Epoch Times. And he is, uh, uh, his eyes on, uh, focused on Chinese politics and government issue. Thank you so much for being with us. Hey, Insong, thank you for having me today. Yes, and your name is Nathan Su, right? Full name? Yes, uh, if you go to Epoch Times to read the report that I wrote, that's, I go by my professional name, go by Nathan. Mm. Uh, well, most people call me Nan, uh, the people who knows who know me. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, and your your life story is very fascinating. I came from South Korea, and you're from China, right? That was that's correct. I came to United States in nineteen eighty nine, uh, January. Mm-hmm. That was like five months before the Tiananmen Square massacre. I came to United States as a student. Mm. Wow. And how did um end up coming to U.S.? Oh, oh, yeah. I came to came here as a, a student. I uh-huh. uh, got a visa uh, as a as a uh, engineering. I I was studying engineering here in the United States. Oh, I see. And in the bio, doesn't describe what school you went to and what state. Would you share with us a little bit? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I came to California, San Jose State University. I studied civil engineering. Uh, that was the reason I came to the United States. Oh, I see. And then you end up doing journalism right now, the investigative reporter for Epoch Times. Yes, uh, yes. I I start doing the news commentate, uh, news commentating, uh, like one two o. 2002, 2003, that was the how I started, mm-hmm. and I uh, and also I write uh, uh, in Chinese for quite some time for Epoch Times Chinese version, mm-hmm. and I start uh, writing um, for English Epoch Times uh, in 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so probably you have a heart for uh, reporter as a reporter to uh, share the. Truth, right? Well, Epoch Times was established back in two thousand one by a bunch of scholars and students who came out from China, and they feel it's necessary to establish an independent news channel mm-hmm. to make sure information in and out of China without government censorship. That's how we started. Mm, yeah, that's what we need to know. 
um, hear about without censorship or manipulations or propaganda. We want the fact and truth, and I think Epoch Times does a good job on that. And so you are more specializing in China politics and government deception. And uh, so especially what's happening in the issue about the uh, deal, the oil deal, Huawei deal, right, in between the Saudi Arabia and China, that you can share with us what is happening over there. Well, that's, uh, that's just um, uh, last month, uh, Chairman Xi visited Saudi. And now, <clears throat> this is very concerning and also very disturbing because uh, there are two things that really need Americans to pay attention to. Number one is uh, Saudi agrees uh, for the Chinese uh, company Huawei to build uh, the technology system in Saudi now. I'm not sure most of people uh, realize that you know, all the Chinese technology that come with a back door. Basically, if you have thought, if the whole country, you know, uh, using the 5G system from Huawei, then mm-hmm. for Saudi, there will be no secret. You know, this is how Chinese government controls North Korea, uh, you know, because the entire North Korea's internet system was uh, totally built by the Chinese company. So basically, mm. they know everything about mm. uh, uh, leaders uh, or wherever, you know, the secret information uh, <clears throat> of North Korea. Now, uh, this is the way that the uh, uh, Chinese government tries to coercively expand, you know, globally making the expansion. Now, there are two, they, they typically go by two steps. The first step is the Bell and Rose project. They will come to, they will bring their own money, their own company, their own equipment, their own workers, mm-hmm. uh, technology to come to your other uh, disturbed countries. They will build all the bridges, uh, airports, mm-hmm. uh, roads, public facilities. And by the time they, this Chinese company left, you know all these these companies, all these countries, they will basically owe a big debt to China. Mm-hmm. So that's called a debt trap diplomacy. Mm-hmm. So once they do that, then the next step is they're going to come to trying to help you to build your uh, internet, your technology, all these five G systems. Mm-hmm. Once they do that, they basically they know everything. Uh, all the secrets going on in the country. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one thing that's very disturbing because Saudi has been a long time U.S. airline. Mm-hmm. Now the second thing is uh, uh, pub. It's already publicly Chairman Xi asked Saudi to take Chinese money, Chinese yen, mm-hmm. when they sell the oil to China now. Uh, China purchased about 25%, about a quarter of Saudi oil. It's the biggest customer. Mm -hmm. So now, for for Saudi, now, uh, if Saudi, and Saudi sell most of the oils, uh, it's, you know, uh, it it had the greatest production of uh, oil in Mm -hmm. the world. If Saudi start taking Chinese yen, Instead of U.S. dollar, mm-hmm. they will have a 
huge challenge to the current petrodollar system. Mm. So um, now China and Russia, they already started their plans many years ago, like in 2018. They already start uh, in the BRICS countries, uh, the five uh, uh, quickly, mm-hmm. uh, fast-growing economy around the world. That's, a, uh, that's a Brazil, mm-hmm. uh, Russia, uh, China, India, and South Africa, right? The BRICS, mm-hmm. BRICS country. They already have R5 because all, all these five countries, their, their, their currency, the currency is starting with the letter R. Mm. So they they already have this so-called R5 currency reserve, which is outside of the uh, U.S. dollar system. Mm. So now they try to drag Saudi into it. So mm. you, you see, they are, they really have a long-term plan to to challenge um, the the current international order. Uh, now, uh, twenty twenty-one. In 2021, just uh, like uh, six months before uh, Russia started war with uh, Ukraine, uh, China and Russia really uh, start talking about this. Uh, you know, doing their the trade between Russia and China, and China will pur- uh, purchase all the uh, uh, Russia oil and gas uh, using you know their own money because uh, mm. they know what's coming. Right, once you know uh, mm-hmm. Russia invaded. Uh, Ukraine. The first thing is they, you know, Russia was a kick off the switch, mm-hmm. the switch the system, the international trade system, which is based on U.S. dollars. So he was, you know, once Russia was kicked out, you know, they have to have their own system to deal the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Putin visited Beijing on February fourth of last year, which was twenty days prior to the invasion of Ukraine. So Putin went to Beijing and mm-hmm. joined. Officially, was you know he went to Beijing to join the opening ceremony of uh, of a tour uh, of twenty twenty two Beijing Winter Olympics. Mm. But he didn't. He but he actually came and go just one day prior to the opening ceremony. He did. He, you know he didn't even stay for the ceremony. He went basically went to Beijing for less than a whole, less than 24 hours, signed total 70 economic agreements. Basically, so China will purchase all the oil gas yes, mm. from Russia. So you know that's how Putin was going to pay for his war, right? Mm-hmm. So you can see they are all prepared every step. They are working. Together, and that's why when Putin visited Beijing uh, February 4th, uh, 2022, 20 days before the, the invasion of Ukraine, China and Russia, you know, basically send, a, uh, basically say, you know, the strategic collaboration of China of, and Russia is without limit. That's the, that's what the, what the official pronouncement was. Mm. Wow. Okay, so that's a gradual process of that um, between the China and Russia, including uh, Ukraine war, and then um, this you concern about Saudi Arabia, one of the many countries looking to gold-based currency, and is it a Chinese yuan? Is it a yen? 
Yuan or Wang. Yeah, Yuan. It's yeah. Yuan. Yuan. It's called it's called Renminbi. It yeah. starts from R. It's R E uh and mm-hmm. renminbi. Yes. Yeah. So the Chinese money is gold-based currency. That's what the Saudi Arabia perceives it, right? Well, uh, it, it, they are still working on the system. You know, mm-hmm. supposedly this uh, R5 uh, reserve currency by the BRICS nation, they are supposedly, you know, uh, it's like a gold-based mm-hmm. uh, currency, but they're not really uh, formally uh basically uh in use yet but this is the you know there's something they're still working on mm, okay. but china it and russia they already start you know uh kind of a uh exchange doing mm. the inter- doing the trade using basically uh rubles and renminbi right the, the russian money and mm. chinese currency so mm. which is you know uh, outside of the swift system mm. Outside the SWIFT system, and also, those are the more digital currency or actual their own currency. It's their own currency. You know, mm-hmm. China doesn't want a digital currency. All right, there they was a lot of people talking about China uh, push for digital currency. No, that's not true. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, what China want? Well, first of all, most of people when they heard that uh, China want a digital currency, they thought that's like a Bitcoin, right? Like uh, uh, based on the technology of blockchain, which is not true. What mm-hmm. Chinese government want is a really a digital financial system. Mm-hmm. What they want is to get rid of all the paper money. Mm-hmm. Now everything is paid uh, through the internet. Mm-hmm. So therefore, as a result, they will tie everyone's bank account mm-hmm. with. With everyone's uh, ID, mm-hmm. you know, because your ID is also established by government, and then mm-hmm. with your um, cell phone. Mm-hmm. So basically, once they establish that, and also very importantly, tied to your social credit score. Uh, China has a social credit score uh, system. Mm-hmm. They will, they will, you know, rank everyone's social credit score. Like you know, you you. You have, you have a history of crime, especially if you criticize the government before, mm-hmm. then your social credit score will be really, really low. So, you know, uh, when they tie all these systems together, they will know exactly how each penny of your money is spent. And also, you know, because you carry, everyone carries a cell phone right now, so once they tie to your cell phone, they know exactly how you spend your money and how each, every day and every minute who you are with. So if you have, especially when you have a gathering, mm-hmm. <laughs> so they know exactly who are there in the gathering. So mm-hmm. that's, that's how the whole fin- uh, digital uh, currency system tied to China's uh, security system. Mm. So the Saudi Arabia having uh, this Huawei system is a, a big deal because it relates to the oil, uh, oil deal as well. But how many countries having Huawei system at this time? Well, it's uh, it's uh, spreading around the world now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know exactly how many countries, but uh, 
but North Korea is the uh, it's the first one they established, mm-hmm. and then they are uh, they are doing they are going to uh, uh, you know uh, many countries as long as they take them. Uh, mm-hmm. China will, will will establish all these systems for them. Uh, the the uh, we are concerning not just Saudi. But some of the uh, some of the uh, countries in the Southeast Asia uh, mm-hmm. considering, you know, having that system, and because mm-hmm. it's cheaper, um, the Southeast Asia it's the it's the area that China uh, basically the right now called the Southeast Asian countries the bad yard backyard garden of, uh, of China. Oh, because, wow. Yeah, that 11 countries, uh, like uh, uh, some of them are long-term U.S. allies, like Thailand, like uh, uh, Philippines, right? Mm-hmm. These countries uh, and others like Vietnam, mm-hmm. Indonesia, uh, mm-hmm. Malaysia. These countries, they they already, the, the Asian countries, the, the Association of the Southeast Asian Nations, their association has a, has a 11 countries. Uh, that 11 countries right now supersede the EU become China's largest trading partner. And mm-hmm. EU is number two and of China's uh, trading partner, and U.S. is number three. Mm-hmm. So you can see how important that... Um, <clears throat> China look at the Southeast Asian nations. Mm. Okay, so uh, the market's been expanded to pretty much all over the world, and so I think uh, it's convenient for everybody to think that using the Huawei, Huawei system will be com- efficient to buy or sell, right? Uh, would you repeat your question? I yeah. Okay, so um, since the the all the economy is expanding to all over the world, like EU, I mean, used to be mainly South Asia was dealing with the U.S. Uh, export and making a lot of money, uh, but now it's EU and uh, China opened up with a lot of growth of economy. There's a lot of um, exchanges going so. Huawei, Huawei system will be efficient, right, for using uh, this monetary system to export import. Well, it's not just the export import, right? Mm-hmm. It's about the technology control. Mm-hmm. Uh, China will expand to all around the world. Um, for example, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, this is the news. I'm not sure if you you guys talk about it. Uh, uh, this is the news from UK. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, UK purchased a bunch of uh, uh, parts, auto parts, and using use on the uh, public use the vehicles, like the vehicles they will transport uh, the high level UK officials around, right? Mm-hmm. So, based on the contract, UK not supposed to open those parts because it's got a patent right. So basically, you, you can use those parts, but you're not supposed to open it. Mm. But because you know, right now it's a huge security concern uh, about the things that uh, they purchased from China, so they went ahead and opened it. 
And guess what? Once they open it, they found the SIM card. Mm. So basically, it, which is not supposed to be there, mm. right? So and basically, the using the SIM card, the, the China will be able to trace, uh, you know, where this car going. You know, uh, so if they say if these cars are used to transport uh, the high level government officials to a meeting mm. or you know, routinely pick them up and send them back home, you know, they will be able to know uh, these government officials' routine schedule as as well as where they are going every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a very concerning, uh, you know, this is what's happening in Europe. And uh, it's more concerning is what happened in South China Sea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, uh, China still start building the man-made islands in the South China Sea. They dump a massive uh, volume of sand mm-hmm. uh, to the reefs. You know, reefs are the ones that will you know above the sea level when it's low tide and below the sea level when it's high tide. Right, so they mm-hmm. dump all the sand to the reef and they make it become the island. And out of seven uh, man-made islands, they already built. They already built three of them are fully militarized. So mm-hmm. they, you know, they have a um, they have a, a, a airplane runway. They have a missile launch device. Everything it's mm-hmm. all there. And a lot of people do not understand <clears throat> why China is keep threatening the peace and stability in the region, uh, why they try to overtake Taiwan. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all about South China Sea. Mm-hmm. The reason that Taiwan is important is that if China controls Taiwan, then you, with those man-made islands together, they will be have pretty much full control of South China Sea. Mm-hmm. And South China Sea to the north is very important okay. because uh, uh, Japan, it's uh, it's island nation. Uh, mm-hmm. One third of its its GDP de- depends on uh, foreign trade. Mm-hmm. So therefore, which make South China Sea the lifeline of Japan's economy. Mm-hmm. So if China controls South China Sea, it controls the lifeline of Japan's economy. And mm-hmm. also, uh, in the competition with the United States. Uh, to see who is going to hold upper hand mm. as far as the influence to, to the South uh, East Asian countries. Those countries all around South China Sea, China will be able to hold upper hand. Mm. And then further, once China, you know, uh, uh, controls South China Sea, South China Sea will become a step stone for China to aim the mm. next uh, opponent, that's Australia. To the mm-hmm. south, mm-hmm. so that's why I see you, this is a strategy the Chinese regime has been doing mm-hmm. uh, for a long time. You know, everything. Think about that. 2013. Mm-hmm. 2013. That was the time. You know, everyone from the Western world still thinking how to go to China to make investment, but they already start planning out, mm-hmm. and that's how these. But however, you know, uh, United States has this uh, Indo-Pacific strategy. Mm-hmm. If you go to uh, White House web webpage, you're going to see the Indo-Pacific strategy. Now, okay. strategy 
um, was specifically designed to deal with this, this situation. And mm-hmm. if you go look at the strategy, it, it, it basically describes okay. the in- oh. indo okay. uh, Are we close to our time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, we have to continue. There's a lot to talk about. So thank you for, thank you so much for all the information. And we will continue with uh, uh, Nansu next week. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow, we continue with Nansu uh, sharing his investigative report. Thank you. <laughs> 